Welcome to Membership Maker, the podcast about how to build a sustainable membership business. I'm your host, Ward Sandler, the co-founder of Memberspace. This podcast is brought to you by Memberspace, which turns any part of your existing website into members only with just a few clicks. It's available for WordPress, Squarespace, Wix, Duda, Webflow, Weebly, Notion, HubSpot, and custom HTML websites. Learn more at memberspace.com. Welcome, everyone. Today, I'll be talking to Dion Pralika. Dion is the co-founder of Soul Savvy, an exclusive membership community that helps its members to find other true sneakerheads, collectors, and enthusiasts, providing them with the right tools and resources to purchase the products they want for retail. Dion, welcome to the Membership Maker Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Being a community-led company is a proven way to increase the lifetime value of members. What's your advice on creating a thriving niche community? Start with that and be honest that that's what what you're trying to build. I think a lot of people come into it trying to insert community into their membership or to their brand or their company. And I think people have a really good BS meter these days. It can come off inauthentic. And again, like your driving motivation behind that is not you know, I want to make something great for my community. It, it is revenue-based and you're thinking, hey, let's add community to this and everyone's going to love us. It's think about the foundation of your company, your membership, your website, whatever you're doing from the lens of how do I foster community from the very beginning? And if that's the way you're thinking about things, you're inherently going to make the right decisions that's going to benefit you and the community, build that brand loyalty, build that equity with them and have them stick around long-term because they feel like they're invested in whatever whatever that you are doing or building. Yeah, I think a lot of folks also underestimate how much work it is to actually create a real thriving yeah. community. It doesn't just auto magically happen because you have a community forum available, right? So yeah. could you talk a little bit about how you sort of, I guess let's say created the kindling uh, for the community and kind of and got, got it going? Yeah, it took us almost 16 months to figure out the formula. And I don't know if it's something where we could say, hey, here's the blueprint pdf guide for how to make a perfect community again because every space is different every person is different community building is genuinely touching the heartstrings of someone else on the other side of the screen right so you have to be adaptable to those situations but for for us it was really again like every decision we made we thought about how is it going to feel for one of our customers if i told them this and if my initial reaction was like ugh, they might be mad you know, that's how you ruin community, right? Because you're not thinking about them first. So a lot of it was just iterating engagement and encouraging engagement and, you know, allowing people to feel like they were truly a part of it versus paying for it, right? Yes, everyone understands they're paying for it, but community needs to be really equal and that playing field needs to be level for everyone involved. Because if you don't, then it starts to, you know, there's micro fractions or groups or it becomes a little elitist. You kind of get the, you know, I'll say the Twitter problem. If you're an average person, you don't have much incentive to be active on Twitter because who's going to read your tweets, right? So, you know, one thing that we never will do and plan to do is have a follower account within our community, or you can follow this person. You're in the community, you follow everyone. We specifically do our communities and cohorts. So it's a little bit different. It's not going to be 40, 50,000 people in one chat, but that's generally the kind of the idea for us. Could you give an example of how you sort of encouraged engagement? Like you said, like you were trying to really get folks to engage and participate. Do you have like an example of what you actually did specifically? Yeah. So we were posting, we were starting the conversations we wanted to see them start. 
And we were doing that consistently. So, for example, sneakers and upcoming releases, we would post every upcoming release early on heavily. We post all of them so everyone would see them coming and that would start the conversation. And then we started to peel that back a little bit. You know, for one week, we'd post less. And then some people would fill the voids because they would notice that, hey, they didn't post this thing that I saw and no one else is talking about it. Let me post it to the point where most of our channels, we don't actually comment at all or participate. We just let the community create the, the threads, the stories and interact with themselves. And then we go and participate what they've started versus us starting the conversation. I think that's very important in community building is that if they're not talking without you, you just kind of have a newsletter <laughs> where people are reading what you say. They need to start those conversations and they need to have them on their own with or without you at all times of the day on different types of subjects. Yeah, I think that's a clever idea of, hey, let's post the topics we want folks to be posting. And then eventually we start clawing back how frequently we're posting about it. That's an interesting strategy. I don't know if I've actually heard that one before. I like it though. Were you concerned at all though that if you didn't post, no one would post? Like if you like in the beginning, right? Like if you did, let's say one week of like, all right, here are the, here are the sneaker releases this week. And then the next week you said, I'm not going to do it at all. And let's see if anyone posts. That'd be maybe too soon to do that, right? Like how did you kind of gauge? Yeah, you have to transition. And, and, and again, it's not like it's going to work foolproof every time. You have to adjust. You know, there might be a day where it works great and everyone does the posting. And the next day people are busy, right? It depends on the volume count of memberships. We've been growing consistently. So we have the luxury of knowing, you know, currently we're signing up 40, 50 members a day. So any community that we do have has a new lifeline of people joining and participating. But yeah, you, you definitely have to, to ease people into it. You can't take them cold turkey um, into you know being the community that it is. Thanks for taking the time to talk with us, Dion. We really appreciate it. Would you like to share any resources or recommendations for folks trying to learn more about Soul Savvy? Yeah, I mean, uh, please check us out on soulsavvy.com with one V, S-A-V-Y.com. It's spelt wrong on purpose because when we did this, you couldn't get the two Vs in the domain name and why not, you know? So check us out, soulsavvy.com. Same thing on, on social Instagram. And if you're a sneakerhead casual or, or experienced, um, definitely give us a look. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. There's a direct link in the show notes. We really appreciate it. Learn more at memberspace.com.